What's up, guys? Beyond the Party, Episode 7. KP, how you doing? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully, we are just talking about the air quality. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, that clears so up a little bit. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Uh, my weekend was good. Friday, we had Joe Maz at the pool. Uh, we thought it was going to be slow, but then it actually ended up being pretty good Friday. Saturday, we had damaged goods, and they always bring, like, a good crowd and right. a good party. And then Saturday night, we had Blake, and that, we had a housewife, Danielle. Oh, I don't awesome. know if you're tuned in, but she was there, and that was a good time, too. We had a good Saturday. Cool. How was your weekend? What'd you do? Good. I uh, I wound up filling in, filling in at <laughs> Tradesman's on Friday, which was fun. Um, everywhere's starting to get a little more packed, you know, you know weather's nice so people come out mm-hmm. and saturday i drove down to like tom's river area like near seaside mm-hmm. and i dj'd on a boat for a private uh party which oh, was that's cool. really fun yeah it was the first time i ever did that was it cold uh yeah yeah we all had like hoodies on and everything but mm-hmm. still we had a great time we cool. you know, set my speakers up like under the under the table so you know, they didn't like fall off and go in the ocean yeah. but <laughs> i was blasting the music i said to the captain i was like is there like a limit and he was like nah we're in the ocean you can play whatever volume you want and i was like all right that <laughs> sounds fine. good yeah yeah That's say cool. say less good um on this week's podcast we have the one and only <laughs> tom <laughs> shin <laughs> what an welcome only. welcome thank you hey, for tom, having how me are you? good how are you guys good how That's was your weekend Tom? it was good i think i saw you really all weekend <laughs> at the pool oh my god we are <laughs> co-workers <laughs> so weird how would you think our weekend went it was good no yeah. just like you said friday was you know fridays have been rough but they it really picked up this friday and saturday of course was blake and saturday nights and it was really good it yeah. was a good weekend it was a good yeah. weekend we had yeah. a good crowd this weekend we did very good crowd. Yeah, especially heading into the summer now too. The pool's gonna start getting packed. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. And Saturday daytimes too. Like it was, it was a good, good Saturday right. too. So, what's your like specific role at the pool? Um, so I kind of just oversee everything at the front, um, front door, uh, bottle service with KP, um, ticketing. Jess does that. Um, just pretty much everything at the front. Yeah. Okay. If you need gotcha. something. If there's an issue, need a table, uh, anything. It just all goes. I through. usually just call for Tom all <laughs> yeah. night long. Tom to the podium, Tom to the front. Yep. And he's always just right on the way. I'm yeah. sure you got to deal with some uh, interesting people sometimes. It's, it's <laughs> a, we always have it yeah. every Friday and Saturday. It's uh, it's you get a, we get a lot of people from out of town, um, that are here for the weekend and stuff at, in AC. So we get everybody, and you know you get some, get some interesting. What's people. the most annoying yeah. question you get? If if the pool's open for swimming, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. not it's not. That, they stopped that a few years ago. So yes, you can't swim it. I'm night. sure for good reason they stopped it too. Yes. Yeah. Drunk people in water is not not a good. And thing. I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of like the dress code. You guys got to like always tell uh, people, right? It's not that bad. <laughs> yes and no. Like, you know, other places have dress code. We have a strict dress code. Um, but we have it posted everywhere, you know, can check it at CoCheck. So it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I do get it from people that are staying at other hotels that show up and didn't know about it. That makes sense. And then, right. you know, we have a little issue, but we always get through it. So, Tom, you were on the radio. Start us with that. How yep. When did you start on the radio? Before you guys were born. Okay. Oh, great. 1999. I was born in you 1999. Were? Yes. No. I was in 2000. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was born in 99. Oh, so you were born up. in 99. Yeah. All right. yeah so, so I was born. My mom, I was, I, my mom was pregnant. I was, I <laughs> You're swimming around <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> um, 
I yeah, I started right out of high school. I wanted to do cameras. I wanted to do this stuff, like behind the scenes camera. And I wanted an internship with Channel Six just to be closer to Cecily Tynan because <laughs> <laughs> she's my favorite. <laughs> um, no, that sounds creepy. But <laughs> she no, she Jesus. Channel Six didn't have any internships, so I needed an internship for college. And I went to ninety at the time it was ninety seven five PST, mm. and I got an internship there, and it went from TV to radio. That's really how it was. So you just stayed there, stayed down Yeah, there. I knew how to work all the equipment, and they needed um, board ops for, like, back then it was Trenton Titans, the hockey team, um, Trenton Thunder and stuff like that. So I really just grinded and worked my way up and was that annoying kid that was always around in the office and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, to I know a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> to, to just try and mar- work my way up, and it, it paid off, and I got full-time with PST in 2003. So and how awesome. long did you work there? 18 and a half years. So I when did you leave? 2018. So 19 years almost. And yeah. why did you leave? Because when you have children, ah. radio doesn't pay. <laughs> like ah. It's, you know, we I made an okay salary, and you just really made all your extra money doing the bar events and the club events and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but radio's changed drastically. That, that stuff just starts to dry up and... Mm-hmm. When you have start having popping out kids <laughs> and getting married, right? You gotta have money coming from somewhere, and radio was for me not was it. not was not it. Anymore. So when it was it? Wasn't fun. When was it on the radio that you went from like helping out with the behind the scenes stuff to like actually being a, a host? So um, we used to have a thing called Club PST on Saturdays, and you needed a board up for it because it was live from Kathmandu in Trenton. It was from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m where you had to run the board for it because it was live club music and all that stuff Mm -hmm. from the club. The same music that was in the club was on the radio. Right. And Um. you needed somebody at the station to run it. And nobody wanted to do it on Saturdays because I was young. I was 19, 20, 21. So it's like, oh, I want to go out and do stuff. But my boss had said, well, if you do, if you run the board for this, I know you want to be on the air eventually so you can be live from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. So... That's how it worked out. The so late night shift. The late yeah. night shift. The overnight yeah. shift when nobody is listening. Right. And um, so that was my first air shift was 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Saturday night into Sunday morning. How was that? It was awesome. Was because it? you get so – remember, this was back in 1999, 2000, that, mm-hmm. you know. So people were listening to the radio much more. There was uh, no yeah. Spotify. I didn't there think was of that, none right. of that. Um so people were listening more, so you get the drunk people driving home from the <laughs> yeah. clubs. All the nightlife the workers, all yeah. the DJs. The, yeah. the crazy people that would call the radio station at that Why? time. Why? What would night. they say? Just everything. <laughs> you name it, they would call. <laughs> you had regulars. There's a regular Joe Gilmore that has come to the pool. KP, you've met him. Oh, I yeah. feel like you definitely did tell me this He's before. Yeah, he's the one that wore, wears the fanny pack. Uh, he's one of your regular calls. He started about. listening to PST. He's in his 30s now, and that kid started calling back in when he was like 13 or 14. That's years old. crazy. Wow. wow. That's and so funny. It's yeah. so weird because yeah. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why I got out of it. I just yeah. don't listen to the radio it's at all. It's completely changed. It's completely changed from back from when I started to now. I just sound like an old head and be like, oh, back in my day. But it was. <laughs> it was completely different. Do, was, is that still a station? Yeah. PST still around. Oh, um, sorry. There's only. One one person, Chris Rollins, who does mornings, um, I stay in touch with her. Um, she's been there a long time. She mm-hmm. was there before I started. And then there's, like, Wade, and then I think there's, like, one or two salespeople. Other than that, it's completely changed over. And but it's not, like, know. as fun as it used to be, right? No. 
No. I love I love radio, and I'll, but I'll never go back to it because it's not like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, the stuff that I used to do, you couldn't, I couldn't get away with it. I was going <laughs> to say, Danny used to canceled. do like big we'll events. Leave it at that. <laughs> 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 used to do like big events. You guys would do like we, what? Car- yeah. Like carnivals and Our stuff. Our Freedom Festival yeah. PST did. Yeah, it was at Mercer County Park. Um, and that kind of, I took that over years before I, I left. Um, the lady who ran it was going out on maternity leave, and they were like, we need somebody to to run Freedom Festival. And I was like, I'll try it out. Mm-hmm. So I did it, and we made it successful. We had between twenty five to 30,000 people. Damn. Um, yeah. And we had bands. Like nothing, no big, just like, you know, cover bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Fireworks, carnival rides, vendors, food. It was great. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was a good time, but nobody does it anymore. Maybe we could get our boss to put on Freedom Festival. Okay, <laughs> yeah, should we? Yes, we th- we should. <laughs> he could be the MC. No, no, I'll get I the d- party uh, going. Then. Yeah, you guys can do that. <laughs> so when you when you were hosting the uh, radio show and like playing music, like you know, mm-hmm. in between, how's that work? Did you have like a computer in front of you? you like I did nothing. Yeah. You're oh, a you DJ. You didn't control that. Okay. No. Radio is su- it's such a, you know, th- it's. I hate to say like. Anybody could be on the radio if you if you can talk and do that, but it's not like what you do. You guys are actual DJs. All of this music was computerized. Mm-hmm. It's programmed. You had no say in it, even requests and stuff. These days, mm-hmm. I mean, when they would be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 requested a song. I'd be like, yeah, KP called. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't that, that stuff. It's so... It's so predetermined. It's so yeah. corporate that you just schedule the music your boss does, and that's that. Like, there's no say. So it was just you on there, or who'd you do it with? Um, I started. Um, Tommy Jordan was doing nights, and then I became his co-host, and so we did that for a few years. He moved to mornings. I got a co-host, Tim, for a few years, and I had another. Tim co-host. and Tom. Uh, it was Shin and Tim. Shin <laughs> and Tim. I only went by Shin on the radio. My last name. And then, so I had, we had interns and stuff like that. So when I did the night show, um, it was from 7 p.m. to midnight. So we had, you know, interns and we did fun stuff. Like mm-hmm. we did games and all that stuff, but picking the music and actually DJing, I never did yeah. it. Uh-huh. All we had to do was turn on the mic and turn it off. Everything yeah, right. else was all the And computer. you can even tell, like, when you listen to the radio, it's the same rotation of songs mm-hmm. every hour. Because like there's, crazy, yeah. there's A's, yeah. B's, C's, D's, and they call them golds. Like, an A is a song that you hear twice an hour. Like, you hear it when they... It's all... It's a whole yeah, yeah. System, thing, right. system that they have. It's crazy. How did you feel about it being live all the time? Like, were you ever scared to, like, say something? Or? The, I think I curse so much, and I'm trying not to now. <laughs> I think I curse too much now because I couldn't then. Like... When that mic's on, I never ran a delay at night. Um, so if if you dropped a bomb, like you're you're getting in trouble. You yeah, in trouble I've had. It. I never did because I never dropped a bomb. There was two instances that I know. I was running the board for the morning show once, and the um, they were on location somewhere, and the traffic girl called in to do her traffic report. But she also did news, like a minute news segment, mm-hmm. and in the middle of it, she messed up. And she said, shit, edit that out. I was like, all right, no problem. But I'm doing 10 other things at the same time, and I completely forgot to Uh, edit it. So I edited the beginning and the end, and then when I play it, and it was just almost like in slow motion, where you heard her fumble over a word, and then I just heard her go, shit, edit that out. And I'm like, no! Because it was live, Uh and there was no delay. 
And I had an intern, Hank. He dropped the F-bomb once on the air. So did so. you get in trouble for that, for not editing it? So again, it's a whole process, and it's not edited because it was yeah, live. Right. It was live. live. Yeah. He dropped it live. Um, it's a whole process that you have to complain to the FCC, and then they have to do a, an, an investigation to see and stuff. But it was late at night, so That's no, so somebody probably heard it, but you know they, yeah. didn't, they didn't report it. We only got in, one tr- in trouble one major time. We used to play a game called uh, None of Your Business. Mm-hmm. So if I would ask KP and you like personal questions, uh-huh. this was all we would record it. We would rarely take callers live because we didn't run a delay. But I would ask you, like, you know, how old are you? And you'd answer it. And so you'd get a prize for answering that. It was 10 questions. And the more questions we asked, the more personal oh, right, right, they right. would get. Uh-huh. People gave out cell phone numbers. People gave out wow. their addresses. People gave out their social security numbers. Stupid stuff. What were the prizes? Um, concert tickets, stuff like that. We had all different yeah. kinds of stuff. The one thing that... This today we would have gotten in even more trouble, but we asked who the ugliest kid in school was, and the girl said it, and she said first and last name, and so then the next question was, "What school do you go to?" Oh my gosh! (laughs) She said it because she wanted whatever it was probably like Six Flags passes or something, (laughs) and she said first and last name of the ugliest kid in school and the school they went to, ugly kid's aunt heard and ugly kids aunt called and then we played ugly kids aunt on the radio too so we did get a lawyer a cease and desist from a lawyer for that so that was the only time i think my boss ever really got mad at me and tommy because that was back in the day but that's just the game it was just she didn't have to answer (laughs) it yeah she could have said it's none of your business that was the point of the game that's it yeah was it like uh with the drunk haulers would they ever curse and you had to like cut them off real quick um no because we would we did if you're we're getting into secrets now like anytime you called we always would record it and then play it back oh really so that way yeah that way you don't run the risk of drunk people Smart. doing it. Yeah. at the club though it was because we would do once i became on air we would do club pst from cat and we would be a hundred percent live mm-hmm. with a delay because somebody would get banged up <laughs> too bad that they had Sounds to put like a delay on because yeah i mean i that's why i don't drink with you that much anymore <laughs> kp because I used to do that as well, and yeah, we would have drunk girls on at the club. Oh, just okay. think, you're, yeah, I can only you're in the club, yeah. having a blast, mm-hmm. partying, and we put you live on the radio. Yeah, right. some stuff was said, yeah. so we had to put a delay on. When it you say delay, how fourteen delay? seconds? So, so you, you get to, is there a producer just like sitting there? Yeah, like so waiting? back at the radio station, wow. she had to sit there. There's a big red button in the middle of the board called dump. So if you hear a curse, you have to hit that dump button. Sorry, I just probably maxed yeah. out your mics. <laughs> Done. You hit the dump button, yeah. and then you have to switch over to the programming feed to make sure that it dumped out. It knocks off. I forget the increments. I think it's like four seconds. Mm-hmm. So if you hit it like uh, within four seconds of, of hearing that curse, it'll dump it out of the radio. Oh. So that way nobody at her home heard it wow yeah yeah that's so funny that it was so serious about cursing well because it's it's radio you still can't to these days Uh like you still listen to any station now you can't hear cursing because of that so like when you guys were having the dj's music from the club come Mm -hmm. in would they just not be allowed to like curses all right all edited music because it was was known that the uh, yep uh, yeah the club would be recording oh yeah it was a whole crazy process of isdn lines which was 
I don't even think they exist anymore, but it's like it's like hooking into the internet now. Mm -hmm. That's how they would do it from the clubs back in the day of mm -hmm. music, which was cool though because you're in your car on your way to the club and you get there and it's the same stuff that you're listening yeah. to. Like, but that was when people listened to the radio. <laughs> yeah, right. They, they really did. This is so. also true. What would you say is like your like what would the craziest thing be that happened to you? On the radio? Yeah. We had this is uh this is one of me and Tommy's favorite stories. We had I don't even know if I can get in trouble for it again. Like again. <laughs> or not again, but like it's been at least twenty years. Uh -huh. Um maybe not that long, but we had yellow card tickets mm -hmm. and we were doing like what would you do for yellow card tickets? Because this is back when yellow card was huge. And these two girls <laughs> called and said they would show up to the station naked for yellow card tickets. And we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, you know, make sure that you were obviously they had to be over 18 years old, 20, whatever it was. Uh -huh. And um, they were they were long out of college and they worked in a club that you don't keep your clothes on. Uh, okay. <laughs> so oh, okay. they uh, they were fine with it. And uh, they showed up in the parking lot and we were on the air and they were in the parking lot and we were like, yeah, if that's really you, flash the headlights of the car and the headlights flash. So we're like, all right, it's really them. <laughs> oh like, we're not going to get murdered by somebody. <laughs> and we go downstairs and they were butt naked in their car. So they won yellow car tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not so it's not like live. Like it's not no. live video. So no, we didn't. Right. Like there was no, no video. video yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The other my other favorite was getting Tommy and I like to play jokes on each other all the time. And it was April Fool's. It might have been April Fool's, but I had Tommy's brand new car repoed in the parking lot, live <laughs> on the air. We timed it out perfectly because we started the show at seven o'clock, and we were on the air right at seven. I told the the repo man to wait around the corner and listen to when we were live, and then to come in the parking lot with his lights on, <laughs> and we're in the middle of talking like this. And Tommy goes, "What's that in the parking lot?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's just some bright yellow lights." And he's like, what is it? I'm going to go, it's like a tow truck. I don't know. And so <laughs> yeah, he try and yeah, tries yeah. to get back on subject. And he's like, what's that tow truck doing? I'm like, I don't know, but your car's up in the air. <laughs> he took his headphones off and sprinted out. <laughs> like, we're still on the air. And he sprinted out of the, the studio yeah. down the three flights of stairs to the parking lot. I had to put on a song so I could go down there. <laughs> but I videotaped. And I warned the repo man because Tommy is like, the nicest asshole you'd ever meet. And mm -hmm. Tommy will admit that. But to like, if if Tommy doesn't like you or doesn't know you, he could be very like mm -hmm. standoffish. Stand so I warned the, the repo man. I was like, he's probably going to try to deck you. <laughs> he's probably like, it's not going to be good. I'm warning you that if he hits you, don't sue me because this is just a joke. Yeah. Tommy was like, my car. <laughs> He's like, I just bought it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this is not yeah. this is not how you are. Get in his face. Get mad. And Tommy was like, I just made my first payment. The guy's like, well, it didn't go through. And like he had his car up in the air oh. on the repo truck. Did he take it? No, because I, I started laughing. <laughs> is this recording like anywhere? Do you have it? It's probably not. Because no. this is like 2004. 2005 yeah, where yeah. <laughs> I know I sound old as shit because this stuff wasn't around Took like, like the, the Nokia it was like we had a, when and you guys all laughed like Google came out with this thing <laughs> called a flip cam uh -huh. and it was just like it was this little Google camera 
that had a USB. You flipped a button, and this USB came out. I mean, it was probably like a half megapixel <laughs> awful quality, but that's what you use. Yeah, because I'm old. Well, <laughs> so, like, I don't think that video is anywhere. Like, we didn't get into when YouTube first came out. Is when we were, you know, there's some. I have some funny stuff up there somewhere. Yeah, I don't even right. know where it lives now, but there we have some funny videos up there. Besides, like the actual live radio, was there anything else that you guys would like post your content to, like online or, or anything like that? So it was just like you got to tune in live and like listen. Yeah, know? like the the whole digital and like web stuff really didn't affect radio until maybe like 2010 2011 yeah that makes um, sense, right? they would have us you know when blogs first came out our boss was like oh do a blog you know and mm -hmm. everybody would do it and i hated typing like I, I i hated that in school i hated doing papers so i said to my boss i'm like and this was like when that google flip cam came out mm -hmm. i'm like can i just do a video blog and he was like yeah sure so i did video blogs and stuff like that but tom invented I the vlog it, no <laughs> definitely definitely didn't but like with that Google cam, we were on extra once because when YouTube first came out, like we would upload funny videos of pranking the interns and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they had one where we just dressed up another intern in a monkey suit and scared the absolute shit <laughs> out of one of the interns. And it made it on extra because they pulled it off of YouTube. Like, and that was years ago. Uh -huh. That was 13, 14 years ago. Right. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm older than dirt, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and that's that was just all new to us. Yeah, like, right. You we didn't know, and I think that was the demise of radio as well as like all this digital stuff took over, and they didn't keep up with it. Mm -hmm. So, and now now they are like stations are doing stuff like this all the time, and um, they're doing well with it. But, yeah, but it's know. not as fun as it used to be. No, it's not for me. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. That's why I also, you know, the money was one thing, but then just fun. It, it just wasn't fun anymore. When you did leave the radio, mm -hmm. how did you end up at the play after dark? Um, so it was a wild couple years after leaving mm -hmm. PST. Um, I ran a bar um, for a couple years, so that's how I basically got my feet wet in this industry with radio and hospitality and restaurants and bars. It's really because I was at so many bars and restaurants all the time with the radio station. It's hand in hand. It's right. go. It's hand in hand. It's mm -hmm. budgeting. It's staffing. It's all mm -hmm. that stuff, which is the same as what I did at the bar. Yeah. So you know, I ran the Irish bar up in Mercer County, and you loved it. Though. I loved it. I loved it. I really I got my feet wet with it, um, and then I moved on from there, and I was tinting windows <laughs> for a little while. Yes, he um, was. It was because I was just kind of like figuring it out. I was figuring yeah. it out because I was so used to 19 years of the same exact thing. Right. And then I was like, let me try this. Let me try this. And then um, I was tinting windows and a buddy of mine, Mike, <laughs> called. And he's like, you know, I was we moved down here into Mays Landing. Mm -hmm. And I was working up in Ewing, New Jersey. So mm -hmm. it's an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Is that like way. towards New York? Uh, it's by Trenton. Trenton. Uh, Trenton, okay. Got it. Right by Trenton. And um, it was an hour and a half ride each each way every day mm -hmm. for five days a and week. It's just exhausting. And it's just exhausting. And Mike was like, you know, how are you loving it? I'm like, I love it. I, You know, I'm doing it. I'm like, the drive stinks. And he's like, well, let me talk to – I got a buddy of mine that um, – you know, he's does a lot of events, a lot of with casinos and stuff. He's like, it's much closer to you. He's like, this is back when COVID was kind of ending and casinos were reopening. Mm -hmm. He's like, let me see if he has anything. So that's how I got connected to Frank. 
and then it's been history from there. Yeah, true that. <laughs> Me and Tom started the same day. Same day. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. same day with Frank. Frank knew you were working. Frank forgot <laughs> that I was <laughs> working. Frank <laughs> did forget you he were did. working. He's like, thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. Was Tom a came day. through, and it was like, beaming lights around Tom <laughs> yeah. when he walked up. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was, you know, we didn't know what we were getting into mm-hmm. when th- that was the first trial run of the pool reopening after COVID. And that was it. Yeah. It KP. was <laughs> just kind of like figuring a lot of things out yeah, for the right. first mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I bet that's how it was everywhere after COVID. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And we didn't know, like, we've never worked in like a job like that. Well, we were thrown in. Yeah, you know, with, we were yeah. thrown so. into it because nobody knew what, how many positions were needed. All of a sudden, it was like somebody needs to do this, 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 mm-hmm. and we yeah. just flew by the hip that night and mm-hmm. pulled it all together, and that's uh, it. And it kind of <laughs> just went. And then, thankfully, we've had a job ever since. So seems to be working out. Yeah, yeah it's working <laughs> out very let's well. Let's rewind a little bit. So, like, did you always see yourself, you know, working for the radio or working in nightlife when you're in middle school, high school? Like, what did you? see yourself doing what did you i really wanted to do camera i love the behind the scenes um but once i got out of the tv stuff in high school mm-hmm. and it turned to radio then i loved radio i still i absolutely love it like i'm still the only oddball that listens to the radio i still do <laughs> i listen to sports radio i do i i do um i got to do so many fun things in radio that most people won't you know like i got to go i worked for xtu for a few years um, as a producer for them. So I got to go out and cover the CMAs. Like oh, I would fly yeah, out a couple right. days earlier to set up all That's the equipment awesome. for the Yeah, I was going to say, did you meet anybody like cool? Oh, I... Like I, who? My, like who is your favorite celebs? person? I in Miley Cyrus. I interviewed Miley. That, you can That's see awesome. that on YouTube. I'll, I'll um, put a little clip in. Yeah. Post Malone. <laughs> I met Post Malone before Post Malone had Post any Post tattoos. Malone. Yes. Wow. Wow. I'll show you the picture. Yes, yeah. Bring Here's it up. Picture. I'll show you guys. <laughs> um, of me and Post Malone before he had those face tattoos and stuff. Um, Was he cool? I don't know if i uh, ever seen a picture of him. Does before. he Post smell? <laughs> is he, he gonna like watch he this um i hope so, I hope so. Hopefully. <laughs> well post if you smell i mean the, uh, i mean if you watch this then i mean this in the nicest way possible yes <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's what i'm he, saying he looks like he would smell he he was yes the most nicest guy yeah. would sit and talk to you for yeah. about anything for whatever for as many hours um but he was a little stinky <laughs> there he is post malone with me like, Look at that. I'm nope. not wrong yeah, for thinking yeah. that. This is Post Malone at the Fillmore before if you Oh, he was just doing like a like small concert. Yeah. 2,000 people at the mm-hmm. Fillmore, if that. Right. Um, Adele. You're right. This is a great story about Adele. I love her. My, I was doing the night show. Adele was coming to do, because we had a live lounge at PST where artists would come in and perform. And I was doing the night show, and Adele was coming at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And my boss sends out an email, you know, Adele's coming in, a new artist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who's this for? I'm not going in for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. and now look at it. Now, yeah, now look <laughs> so at her. So I didn't, I didn't meet her. Mr. Shot. Yeah. Uh, Miley Cyrus. I interviewed her at the Link or um, Wells Fargo Center before her concert. So that was really That's awesome. Yeah, it was before her like first crazy breakdown. Like uh-huh. she was still almost like Disney esque. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, so that was time. a while ago. Yep. Yeah. Um, wow. One Direction was a massive one. 
Yeah. I, yeah, they, I like, them. they were insane. Yeah, I interviewed them when they came to Camden. They're not like a thing together anymore, are they? No, no, no they no. all do their own stuff. But they, that was at their prime. Like, mm-hmm. I had security walking in to interview because it was chaos. People yeah, loved it that. was chaos. Oh my like, God. Yeah. It was nuts. Um, just everything. I'm country, like Toby Keith, Tim McGraw. I love I've Toby met, Keith. It's, that's the stuff that I miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because right. it was fun. Like, it was. There were some really fun things. Were you I ever like nervous to interview these All people? All of them. Yeah. yeah, it got better throughout the years, but like you know, but like Miley Cyrus, you had I had to give them all my questions before, so they could like yes. rehearse and on on, yeah. and because that was I think I got her like right as kind of like she was the controversy with her whatever was starting. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, yeah. I couldn't ask certain things, so they had to preview. But others like that, like Post Malone, you didn't have to submit any questions to them. Just what do you what do you got? And when they came to the studios too, like at, to PST, like we never had to, for the most part, really had to mm-hmm. um, let them know like what we were going to ask. And for the most part, they were all good with. Did answer. any of them know who you were? Like, um, oh, this is Tom Shane from. So, um, Chainsmokers. Had that song Roses yeah. with yeah. the girl Roses. Uh-huh. She listened to PST. She reached out to me on Snapchat oh, wow. and was like, Shin, I can't believe you guys are playing my song. I listened to you growing up. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 you have a song, the, the biggest song in the country at the time with the Chainsmokers. Uh-huh. And she reached out to me. That's and awesome. that was like, but that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, that's cool, though. It's, you know, other radio people and stuff like that. It's such a small, it was it was small, but now it's even smaller. So, like, mm-hmm. we were all just cool with each other. Like, other stations, when we'd see each other out, there was a little bit of rivalry. Some beef. But, yeah. but at the <laughs> same time, we were all in it together. So, you know, it was fun. Yeah. Well, what cool. was it like uh, interviewing, what's One Direction, five, four or five people? Four. Yeah. yeah so, what was it like, interview, like going four into people. interviewing four people? Was it, like, a lot... You have to prepare compared to two. I never prepared. I was the worst. I wasn't the worst. I did like, I like what we're doing now. Uh I just like firing off. I hated like, you get the same questions. Like every radio person would ask the same, you know, what's your favorite thing about on tour? What's your favorite city? Like, I hated that. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to find out to just talk. Yeah. So, you know, you had a couple that you would jot down ahead of time, but I was the worst <laughs> with preparing yeah. to try and and do that stuff. That's I why never yeah, podcasts are cool because like because you you don't right. have to structure it so much. You kind of just open conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there were art- artists that you had to you know that you had yeah to, right to do that for, but for the most part, I like just winging it. So was there ever any bad blood when you left there? Not really, because I left on good terms. Like I really just went to my boss and was like. I've had it. Like, yeah, I could only years, right? go as high as m- I was the marketing and promotions director when I left, and I did afternoons. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did marketing and promotions. My my day started at nine a.m., ten a.m., and then I did all that stuff until three p.m. And I was on the air from three to seven, five days a week, yeah. plus weekends. And then you could only go as high as the program director on the programming side, like I never wanted to get into sales because mm. um, they had to wear a suit every day. And now look at me. I have to wear a suit every Friday and Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so, thanks, Frank. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it. I never wanted to be on the sales side. But like program director, my boss was there. He was my boss for the entire time. And he was program director for a few years before I started. Uh. He was a pro- program director a few years after I left. So 
I could I wasn't taking his job right. like and that's the job I wanted. Yeah. Right. Um and then I did get to be a program director for one year <laughs> in <laughs> 2012. Um, PST moved me to Frederick, Maryland to run um, their pop station that they had down there, oh, wow. three. So everybody in New Jersey had no idea, this is the magic of radio, that I lived in Maryland, did the morning huh. show, but I still did the night show on PST. Wow. I would come up here to do events to make it seem like yeah. I never left. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, with that's social a, media. That's why like, you moved to Maryland. That's why I moved to Maryland. Yeah, I was got to be the program director of Key 103, and it was a blast. Again, got my feet wet to see that side of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the company went bankrupt. Oh. Um, the radio station went, the um, Nassau Broadcasting went bankrupt, and I'm like, thanks. Hey, yeah. <laughs> moved me down near to Maryland. Uh-huh. And so I left after the new owner bought the station in December of 2012. Ever get offered to. Uh, you know, leave your station to go to another one and you decline it? One time. One, one time. time when Sirius Satellite Radio first started, Kid Kelly, who was a massive name in radio, he was driving through Jersey and he worked for Sirius and he reached out to Tommy Jordan and I and emailed us and said, hey guys, love the show. Come to New York. I want to chat about going to Sirius. Mm-hmm. Me and Tommy had just signed a contract with PST. We're young. Well, Tommy's way older than me. He's going to get mad at that. But, you know, I'm in my early 20s. He's, you know, in his early 30s. We just signed a deal, a a two-and-a-half-year deal with PST where we got a nice substantial raise at the Mm -hmm. time. And we didn't want to mess it up, and we never went. Oh, you didn't even take the meeting. Wow. we emailed him. regret it? I absolutely regret it. Because Kid Kelly went on to run Sirius Hits 1 for years and years and Mm -hmm. years. I don't know if he's there anymore, but... Yeah, that's one thing that it's like, damn, we should have at least just gone to the meeting and to see. see. Hear him out. But right. for us in radio, when the competition of this new satellite radio is coming out, we're like, huh, why would we go to that? And it's like, damn, we probably should have. Because <laughs> yeah. even if it was a cool run for a couple years and made some money, but who knows? But that's that was the only one that was uh, that I regretted. I applied to you know a few other stations that it just the money like it's crazy mm-hmm. unless you're massive a preston and steve a howard stuff like that mm-hmm. like the money's just not there for smaller stations and stuff like that yeah so that's why it just did I you have. ever email him back and say I'm yeah we did we did a few times and then um we let him know that hey we just signed a deal you know and he's like ah oh, just come up for lunch <laughs> yeah right and we right, never yeah. did so it's not that we ghosted him um, and then a few years later, we reached out, and then never heard back from him. Oh. <laughs> so. He's like, now you want to. Yeah, he's like, now you want to. He's like, who is this? So <laughs> it uh, or me. Yeah, and I think that I, I don't remember. I don't think I heard from him. Right. It never happened. I, never I don't got think I to remember. Go, I never got to go up there. Uh, Did you ever but. think about, like, Tapping back into radio. Maybe nope. not even radio, but maybe starting your own <laughs> podcast or nope. doing anything like that. I did that. one with Tommy in Dallas, who we worked with in, in Q103 in Maryland. Um, it's t- You know that this is time-consuming. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I have three children now. Right. Right. Um, all the stuff with the pool, it's seven days a week. Like Our job, KP knows it, it's seven days a week. People don't see that either about nightlife. No, like, they don't. Yeah. Um, it's it's It's... 
that phone rings. KP knows our our work phones ring mm-hmm. at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Like I just get the kids in the bed. I'm like I got some time on the couch, and there's my phone ringing, mm-hmm. uh, asking about bottle service, and I don't mind it at all. One not not one bit, but it's 24 seven. Yeah. It is. It really is seven days a week. Checking. And you don't really realize that. Because everybody just thinks you're only there Friday and right. Saturday. Right, right. right. We're physically there Friday and Saturday, but Sunday through Thursday, we are on the phone and the computer I and bet. meetings yeah. and stuff like that all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, there's so much preparation that just goes into everything from running a club to running an event and you know just preparing even the DJs. Like I was just about People to say, say, oh, you're a DJ. You have the best job in the world. And like, They think it's the easiest just work job. And and what like, you guys do is absolutely like – when I was on the radio, and people were like, "Oh, you're a DJ." Uh, no, listen, I just talk. <laughs> like, if, the, if you only knew that we just talk. Did I try to dabble in DJing? Sure, you know, I would do the eighth grade dances and stuff like that, where you just hit play and no mixing. Right, yeah. What they have is an absolute skill. Uh-huh. Any DJ, it's if people are like, "Oh, they just press," it's com- it's an art. Like what you yeah, guys do is, is an is. absolute art. It's it's humbling what you yeah. guys can do. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Like watching what you guys do, you guys have so much stuff that you have to keep track of. The crowd, the vibe, the mixing, it's it's insane what yeah, and people don't realize that either of DJs. Yeah, you're right. And same thing like with you guys though, everything behind the scenes. And for people that don't know, like can you go into a little more like what you're doing like Sunday through Thursday, like when you're not even you know, at the club? It's it's all monitoring everything. Table sales, ticket sales. Um, all the questions, bachelor parties, birthday parties, anything that people want, you know, we want them to come to the club and have a, have no worry about their party. You know, like Mm -hmm. we, they want to have everything set and we want to have everything set before they even get there. So when they get there, they check in with KP. They have not a worry in the world except for partying and having a good time. Yeah. Um, so just getting, you know, little details about if it's a birthday, if it's a bachelorette party. Um, if they had some people cancel, you know, right. we're monitoring that all, you know, with, with some of the announcements that we have, like Shaq's coming up in August, monitoring mm-hmm. table sales. Because that's going to be awesome. As we get closer, book your tables fast because <laughs> oh, prices yeah, do go up. S- so, you know, if you want a table now, call KP. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> call Tom, please. <laughs> Just DM the Instagram. So, exactly. But, you know, it's it's seven days a week because we get the leads. We get the emails. It's It's dealing with... Um, corporate Las Vegas with the pool, with Caesars mm-hmm. Entertainment to make sure that what we're doing is aligning with what they want. Yeah. And, you know, it's Zoom calls, like, and it's apologies because my three-year-old is running around <laughs> like a m- maniac <laughs> while I'm trying to have a serious conversation <laughs> with corporate Caesars. And, uh, you know, you hear my son in the background <laughs> <laughs> screaming his face off. But we're, I'm very lucky, like, I'm, I'm very lucky to have the position with Frank that I do because... I get to see the kids more often and stuff like that. But daddy's always working. Like, they know, like, Chase, if my work phone is sitting there and it rings, he brings it over to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daddy's lazy sometimes, and he'll just bring it over. But it's 24, 24-7. So, But yeah. I love it. I, it's something that I never saw myself doing, and I absolutely love this. Like, awesome. we're having a blast. Yeah. yeah, you should memorize Tom's phone number. <laughs> because he's, if you get arrested, you call Tom because yeah. he's going to answer. I'm going to answer. I'm that guy. That if they were like, if you have to call somebody right now that'll answer for a million dollars, call me. Call because Tom. I guarantee I answer it. He will and answer. if they say they don't answer, we know who that is. Yeah. 
I'm not saying his name because I don't want him to fire me. She's going to hate that I say this. My mom would be the worst person to call in that situation. Really? Your mom's not going to answer? She's just, just in, her phone's always dead or you know, something uh, like that. Really? Yeah. Which, uh, Does your mom not care about no, you? She loves me. She loves me. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get mad now. I have to cut it. No, <laughs> no. But, no. No, yeah, she just, she just sucks at answering the phone. Really? And my, my dad's actually like really good. He's always. Like, See, my parents are babbling. opposite. Yeah. My dad doesn't answer the phone. My mom's like, <laughs> as soon as it rings, she's like running for it. Yeah, yeah I, it's funny too because my mom is like a nervine. So like, <laughs> I, I, I'll call her and you know maybe call her a few times and she'll call me back. She's like, oh my god, like what's the matter? I'm so sorry, my phone was dead. Or wow, so yeah, if it's yeah. your last breath, don't call your mom. <laughs> no. No. Call Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call Tom. I'll, right, I'll, and then I'll tell your mom what you said. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. So were you a manager at the bar that yeah. you were when yep. you left the radio? I was a uh, GM of Clarney's Public House. Uh, it was up in Mercer County. It was an Irish bar. Um, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that when I was looking to leave radio that I just really went to the owners because I was buddies with them before because they advertised on PST. So I knew Jack and Seamus. And I was like, listen, I'll be a doorman. I'll be a barback. I don't care. Like... I've just really had it with radio. And Jack was like, no, nah, we need a GM. And I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> like, I've, I've done radio stuff. Right. I've never run a bar. And so me and him had many a conversations. And it was just all budgeting and staffing and customer service, all the stuff that I did at the radio station. And he's like, I have full faith you can do this, and let's do it. So I did, and it was fun. It was a blast, like – there was a lot of learning that I really had to learn in the kitchen, but I really didn't have to get into the kitchen that much because we had a kitchen manager and stuff like that. So as the GM, it was just all paying the bills, staff, hiring, you know, inventory, inventory, you know, make sure the bartenders are doing their jobs, the servers, the doorman, mm-hmm. um, keeping the place cleaned up, making sure everybody, you know, you're, you're yeah, the head right. cheese and, you know, you're making sure everybody's doing their jobs. So it was a lot of fun. I, it, and it, it helped with what I'm doing now I'm sure. mm-hmm. right. with at the pool. It was a big stepping, you know, it was a big step of from radio to, to this industry. Yeah. I learned a ton from there. Like I learned an absolute. Was it thing. hard keeping like track of everyone? Um, Making sure everyone I had was there great assistant managers as well. So they, you know, everybody had their jobs, mm-hmm. but yeah, like you're always worried about it at a bar. Even the pool, like the pool is more corporate because of, you know, the casino, but like small mom and pop bars, like you, the the stuff that rides on their shoulders mm-hmm. of the drinking, the overpouring, the overserving, it'll put places. And you guys have seen them; they go out of business. Like yeah. one one bad problem happens at your bar, you lose everything. Got to call John like, Tapper. It's mm-hmm. well, it's that, but also <laughs> like you know, the the people have left bars drunk. Got into car accidents, oh, died, right. killed yeah. somebody. Like, yeah, you're done. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. You're you're you you lost everything. So, it's a lot. So you got to make sure your doormen are on point to mm-hmm. make sure people aren't leaving that are wasted. You got to make sure your bartenders are flagging KP when she's <laughs> hammered at the bar, <laughs> and to make sure that KP's not leaving with her keys. Yeah, yeah. like you know, to, and stuff like a lot that. Of responsibility. Like, that was that was the scariest thing because even if I wasn't at work. It's on me because mm-hmm. my staff is there. Right. So the owners are looking to me to make sure that my bartenders are not doing what they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. It was it was a lot. That was 
that was the scariest part about it was the weight that's on your shoulders to make sure you never get that call. Especially, of, yeah. You know, and we had a few accidents, nothing. I mean, we had one that had absolutely nothing to do with the bar. A uh, server came in from our patio and she said, somebody's in their car and they look dead. And somebody passing the bar had nothing to do with the bar. Mm-hmm. They were passing. The guy s- said that he felt himself passing out, um, pulled into our lot and basically died. He didn't have a pulse. Oh, my God. And he overdosed. Uh-huh. So but they narcaned him and brought him back. But that was that. That's was like scary to even <laughs> say. It's yeah. awful. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. It's like. You know, again, it had nothing to do with the bar. Since it was outside. But it was outside, and he just ha- happened to find our parking lot and pulled in. But, like, the man was slumped over the steering wheel, foot on the brake, car still running. And that was... It and was, I'm sure the headline would have been, man dies oh, outside of absolutely. this bar. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was, that was the rough... That was... I would say if there was a downfall, it's not really a downfall. It's the... It's the weight on the shoulders of the GM and the owners yeah. mm-hmm. and the bartenders because you're held liable as well. Like, if it gets something bad, it sucks. I feel like, like I never see a bartender, like, ask for somebody's keys anymore. Ours, always. We would have, you know, if there were incidences, like, if if you were there and, you know, you had your phone and your keys on the, on the bar – regulars mostly which we had a ton of regulars you know it was like all right i got your keys so you're n- you're not driving home right yeah. there were people that you know would you continue like, to fine. would you continue like to serve them if you no had oh keys? no oh, oh no as soon as you're flagged you're you're done we would always get ubers for people we had an account for uber and lyft so oh, that cool. way you know what's your address we'll get you home safe yeah. that was the biggest thing is the safety of the yeah of the that customers. is cool man so my last question for you tom we, this is your first like radio personality that we ha- had on that's you know been involved in radio and that? Uh, well, you want to consider yourself a personality? No, you <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm your first. <laughs> I'm sorry to kick it off this way. No, 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 you did great. But what would you say to somebody? What's your biggest piece of advice to somebody that wants to get in the radio and become like a host? <laughs> Man. Um, that's a loaded question. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say don't, <laughs> but, um, d- you just have to, you just have to grind. You have to, and it just is the same thing that everybody says, but you just have to keep at it. Like there's no easy way in. If you look at the radio and, and everybody that's in it, like I couldn't move up because my boss was there. Like I'm, you know, there was mm-hmm. no way to move up. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to do stuff which is unheard of in these days. Like, I interned. I didn't get paid for being there. Yeah. Like, you had to do 40 hours a week sometimes not getting paid. Like, so that's why you had other jobs and stuff. But um, you just got to just keep at it. Like, if you, you got to get your foot in the door, which is the hardest thing. But these days, places are so short staffed and stuff that you may, but it's just grinding. Just keep your head into it. If there's something you love, just keep at it and, yeah. and you'll get it. And it, it happened for me. And, um, yeah, I would just really say that. Like, get your foot in the door is the biggest thing. But it's radio, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying, but I will never go back to radio. Uh-huh. I, can, I can promise you that one. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely different aspects to it now, though. Like, not even just, you know, turning on your radio. Because I feel like everything's recorded and posted online now. You have podcasts now and, you know, different YouTube shows. And, and, but, and but the thing is, is they're so... They downsized so much. When PST was in its prime, we had 50, 60 employees. Yeah. Right now, PST itself probably only has maybe 10. Like, wow. 
Maybe. Yeah, that is crazy. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't been there in years, and I don't talk about business with who I do keep in contact with. I, I mean, you know, we used to have four radio stations all in one hallway. So you would have, we had an ESPN affiliate, we had a classic rock station, we had PST, and then we had uh, other AM stations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, there was 40, 50, 60 people there. And then you have all the part-timers and stuff. Like, for our freedom festivals, we'd have 40, 50 people working just that event. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. it's not like that. It's You don't find many radio stations these days. Like, I don't want to drop big names, but think about some of the biggest... Uh, radio companies in the country right now that can run a radio station with three people. Yeah, like, yeah. it happens because they're on ten different markets mm -hmm. because they just have to record it. Like it's right. not fun. It's not like it mm. used to be. So, did you see the downfall in like listeners from when you first started to when you finished? Um, yes and no. Like really, the the online, the Spotify's, the Apple Music, the Amazon Music, all that stuff didn't really affect. Mm our ratings and stuff. Yeah. And I got out in 2018. So it wasn't as big. Like it was big but wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it is today. Mm -hmm. Like it's no. it's not like it used to be. Like it's different. Yeah, it's way different. Change. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have. Getting old my back hurts. <laughs> Biggest piece of advice, don't get in the radio. No, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Just keep grinding. I don't, can you even study that in college anymore? Like, do yeah, they have yeah, communications? Yeah. I don't yeah, know what yeah. to think of. Oh, yeah. There's a radio, radio, television, film major. And that's the thing, too, is, like, I know there's there's stations, like, Ryder has a massive radio station. Like, they have a mm -hmm. massive, massive, great college radio station. Mm -hmm. And it's fun for the kids. But it's, like, after that, then what? What do you like, do? It's, yeah. I don't know. A lot of radio people will probably get mad that I'm saying this, but I'm just being, but just being, being honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. that's it. That's that's what we need. That's it. <laughs> All awesome. right. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on you, thanks, guys. Tom. Really Maybe, Maybe I'll see you this weekend. Uh, may, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I think I asked for all. Go visit no, these guys at the pool. I did too. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll be there. We'll be there on Friday and yep. Saturday. All right. Thanks. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.